studio on Waller's Island. It's a small box room on a bustling island in the middle of the great big fucking ocean, where the vicissitudes of the outside world rarely have any negative effect because we're too busy working on all the good stuff in life. We know on Walrus that when we concentrate on the beauty all around us, and trust me there's so much beauty on Walrus, and we soak all that good stuff in, we grow and fulfil our potential. Now I want you to know, or I want you to do a little exercise before we get into the meat of today's episode. Wherever you are right now, whether you're in the gym, whether you're, you're on your commute or settling down for the evening, just take a few seconds to have a think about the people you love, the people who love you, the joy you have in your work, the fresh air in your lungs. If you're like me, maybe you have a little squirrel that you celebrate every morning when you see it run across the bottom of your garden. Or again, like me, maybe you celebrate every time your daughter holds your hand. Soak all that stuff in, all that good stuff in for a few moments. Breathe it in through your nostrils. Splay your nostrils really wide like a dog trying to get air in on a hot Day, go and flare the fucking things. Go and flare them and breathe it in deep. These are the best days of your life. But even better days are just ahead, my friends. Do the right things. The right things. All the right things are all outlined in a hundred plus episodes that I've done in this podcast series. That's what all the residents of Walrus Island are exposed to from birth. And it's a wonderful thing when you get out of your own fucking way and let this good stuff in. So let's just take a few seconds. Just a few more seconds. Big breath through those flared nostrils. (sighs) Can you hear me breathing it all in? Breathe it. (sighs) Can you hear me? Are you breathing it in? Let me hear you breathe it in. Breathe it in deep. (sighs) Breathe in all that good... Jesus, I'm going a wee bit high, so I am. Breathe it all in. I said, let me hear you breathe it in deep through those nostrils. <sighs> let me fucking hear you breathe it all in. <sighs> that feels good. Okay, so we're ready now to get stuck into the future. And today's future is part three of the three-parter that was meant to be a one-parter. So I hope you're still with me, Walruses. This is part three of The Birth of the Change. Now, this is episode 119 of the Speed Mentor podcast with a working title of, well, I might change it up a wee bit, but it's about the change, venture capital, and this is a bit about the business plan. And hopefully I'll be able to give you a bit of it. By the way, we do have an entire episode specifically about business plans. Go back and check that out, folks. And I'll hopefully be able to give you a bit of insight into what we're creating with the change, which might help inspire you on your own particular journey. So here it goes. I'm going to dive right into this today. There's no messing about. We're getting straight to the important stuff now. 
By the way, my name is Gavin Wall, just in case you didn't know. So what do you think about when you're starting your business? What plan do you put in place? Do you spend time thinking about your values? Do you spend time thinking about the values of the people who are going to work with you and for you? Whether your business is in venture capital or whether it's selling candy floss at a fun fair, you've got to take the time to think about why you're doing this, why you're doing it. What are you doing that's going to be different from all the others, differentiate you from the competition? How are you going to create genuine scale? What are you going to do with this once you're up and running? And what's it going to look like in five and ten years' time? And where is it that you're actually going to? Now, do you see if you can't spend a significant amount of time thinking deeply about all of those things? Don't even fucking bother starting the damn business. Go back to work for someone else and keep punching in your days. Do you remember like we did the Dolly Parton working 9 to 5? Because if the big questions haven't been thought of and the answers haven't been interrogated before you start, then you're going to be nothing more than an also-ran. And seriously, if you only want to be an also-ran, what's the fucking point of even starting? Trust me, this stuff doesn't just apply when you're trying to create billion dollar companies like we are at The Change. This stuff applies in every endeavour you set out upon. Like I was mentoring somebody recently, somebody who had great energy, a very positive outlook and bags of talent. She was about to take premises to start her business, but she wasn't sure about whether they were the right premises or not. Now, after an hour of talking about her goals, what she wanted to achieve, thinking about her horizons, and lo and behold, after spending time doing that, the premises, it was quite clear that the premises weren't in the right location and that they weren't the right premises. Uh, and it was blindingly obvious to her once we had visualised what her five-year business plan was. Now, taking an hour to visualise that with an experienced mentor or anybody else, I'm not pitching for business here, I'm too busy anyway, has changed the course of her business dramatically. So, Andrew Cuthbert and I are trying to create 10 billion of value from 10 million pounds at the start by creating 10 billion dollar companies. One of those billion dollar companies will be our own and we're going to do it in 10 years time within the next 10 years and because we have started with our goals before we think about premises before we did our branding before we spoke with business partners everything we do from the off will be directed towards those goals and when we have decisions to make we simply make them in relation to whether they take us closer to our goals or not but it takes more than just goal setting and visualization so What are the values that govern your conduct? Or what are the values you're seeking in the people you want to work with or work for you? So for Andrew and I, we did an 11-hour brainstorming session about what values we were seeking in each of the startup founders we're going to coach and mentor and select for investment. Now, we were grilled about this by an investor the other day, interestingly, who asked us, but surely you're just looking for the very best opportunities. And because we had actually spent time thinking about this stuff, we were able to have the answers whenever we were grilled by the potential investor. And of course, the question is, but how do you judge? You know, when I'm talking back about these best opportunities, how do we judge 
what are the best opportunities. Now, determining which founders and startups are going to be billion-dollar companies, because that's actually what we're only really interested in, is companies that have billion-dollar potential. You've got to have criterion to judge um, that. And after lengthy discussion, after the 11 hours from this one particular issue, um, we came up with the stuff that we're actually going to judge them for. So we came up with four that we're going to judge every founder by. And here they are. The first is legacy. The second is leadership. The third is quality. And the fourth is sacrifice. Now, that's what we believe are important. Okay? We're not saying you need these to have a happy life. We're not saying you need these if you want a nice balance in your life. We're saying that if you want to build a billion dollar business, these are the values that Andrew and I think are fucking essential. So let's take a brief look at each. I'm going to give away details of the secret sauce to the founders wanting to be backed by the change. So if any of the founders, well, any decent founder should be listening to this podcast in any event. And I'm giving them a clue. This is a wee leg up if they are actually listening. So firstly, legacy. What's that mean as a value proposition to us? Essentially, it means that we're looking for people who don't see their achievements restricted to what's in it for them. Legacy is about what you create outside yourself for the benefit of others. It's about the impact your life, your work has on others. If you're just trying to impact your immediate family and your friends, then you don't have the mindset required to create a legacy. You must want to make an indelible mark on the world, not just those that are very close around you. So, do you spend time thinking about who turns up at your funeral? This is something I do quite often. Think about who turns up at your funeral. Is it just your family and friends saying, oh, there's that Gavin, he was a nice guy? Or is it a country wailing because you've created such a legacy that they're really worried about the loss that they are actually feeling? Think George Best's funeral. <laughs> All right. That's got to be the target. I, um, this, I might sound morbid and maybe I'm pitching that a wee bit too high. But creating billion-dollar companies, creating jobs for hundreds and thousands of people, changing the world, you need to be thinking about this sort of stuff, about your legacy. Now, secondly, what about leadership? Now, I've talked about that in earlier episodes, but in short, when it comes to creating billion-dollar businesses, our founders must be able to demonstrate the magnetism that can attract others, such as investors, employees, partners, and customers to their cause. You know it when you see it. That mercurial twinkle in their eye that the great leaders have, that's what we're looking for, folks. Our next value is quality. Do they have, can they demonstrate quality on the deliverables? Excellence in every element of delivery, on time, even ahead of time, their follow-up, their prep, their presentation, their business plan. Do they deliver this stuff to the very highest standard? That's what it takes, folks. If you're not interested in doing this, when you're pitching for investment, there's no chance it's going to happen when the pressure is on. And our final value, some might argue that this isn't a value and many will not like this. Certainly it's not that trendy these days in some of the snowflake terminology that we hear out there. But for anybody else who comes to us, who wants to get into the, the change, who wants to make a difference to the world, if they're looking for balance they may fuck away off because this isn't going to be for them. The next value is sacrifice. Does the founder appreciate that an investment by the change only comes if we believe that they understand that you cannot create a billion dollar company unless you are prepared to sacrifice virtually everything in your life for a significant period of time? 
Let's put it this way. If you're going to live to 80 years, would you not sacrifice seven of those to achieve true greatness so you can do what you want uh, for the rest of your life? Now, when we say sacrifice, we're literally talking Jesus Christ nailed to the cross to deliver his message. Now, other religious leaders or prophets can be used in the alternative. But if you go back to my seven-year sacrifice episode, you'll get a feel for what I'm talking about. Think locked in a cell and tortured for seven years. Now, we're not obviously going to do that, but just to give you a feel for that type of sacrifice when you have to give up everything. Now, would you do that? Would you do that? If you're listening to this, would you do that to create a worldwide legacy? Very few would, which actually surprises me if I'm honest. But hey-ho, it's pretty obvious to me that this is necessary. And if you speak to anybody who's created billion-dollar businesses and huge legacies, they'll tell you that they did this. Andrew and I settled very easily on this one as one of our four values. It won't be for everyone, that's for sure. But if you want back by the change, we're expecting it. So you have been warned. Another thing that sets us apart from others in our industry or for you and yours, we've created an operational an operations manual, a company handbook, which is uh, more than 200 pages long to govern ourselves. It relates to how we apply the principles that will make us great to govern the relationships between our investors, our investees, our partners, our own relationship and everything in between. Now, it's a wee bit like an ops manual for a franchise business. You know, you apply the system and that helps it to work. Now, I've mentioned before that we want to create a movement of people, or as we call them, agents of change. And when we know in minute detail what we're committed to, and then we get after it, only then will we be able to create a true legacy for Northern Ireland. So having created the partnership between us, the vision, the values, the handbook, and brought it in, brought in also two other really high quality people to supplement our knowledge and experience. And you'll hear more about them in later episodes. Uh, you want to know perhaps what else have we been up to as we've kicked off the change? Well, so far, we've had about 30 pitches from startups in many different sectors. Now, the common theme is that we're back in technology companies that bring solutions that can disrupt industries change the world and become billion dollar companies. Now I should say that we believe that we will invariably support co-founders, co-founders rather than individual founders as the breadth of skill set required and experience to deliver the success we're seeking from our founders is almost never going to be found in one person. Now if the next Mark Zuckerberg shows up, hopefully he does, with a strong plan and he has in this plan or she has in her plan what looks like a fantastic team and they've identified all the skill sets that are required to supplement them then there's a chance we look at them but it will be highly unusual to be a single founder of our 30 or so pitches we're working on a couple of them fit what we're looking for and we're working on term sheets for those couple that we are working for at the minute we have sort of indicated about two million uh, worth of um, investment that we're going to attract once all of the due diligence is done. Now, here's a, a back of a fag packet summary of our business plan. We take what will usually be pre-revenue companies, invest normally 50,000 to 1 million in the best people with the best ideas in businesses that will be valued between 1 million and 2 million when we invest. 
And after they've been through a rigorous process with us, a mainline with motivation, inspiration, business strategy and deep tech knowledge, we turn them into businesses pitching successfully in London or Silicon Valley or elsewhere with 5 to 10 million valuations in 18 months. That's it. It's very simple, actually, when it's boiled down. Now, these are exciting times. We're going to prove to the world that we have awesome talent and innovation right here in Northern Ireland. Andrew and I are dedicating the next 10 years of our lives to making that happen. And we'll share that journey with you right here and elsewhere. So that's 10 years of our lives we're dedicating to this. All of the other stuff that we do outside, all of the other great work is going by the wayside. Now, I just want to share one more thing with you, which is an interesting insight. This is actually the fourth major pivot I've had in my sort of business life. And each time I pivot into a new space, the exact same thing happens. Now, I'm told the following. Um, whenever I pivot into a new space, it's overcrowded. There's too much competition. You'll feel. And do you know what? Each time I love proving them wrong. But who are these doubters that always say these things? And do you know what? There are invariably uh, people already in the sector who are not having the success that they think they're entitled to and therefore they don't believe that I or anybody else will be able to have success because they're not. Now firstly, they should note that if they knew anything, they'd know that no one is entitled to anything. You have to go out there and fucking earn it. The length of time you've been in an industry is irrelevant if you're just going through the motions. Secondly, there's no point sniping at me, which has already begun, folks, as you're only embarrassing yourself. Time to up your game because I ain't going to show you how to fucking do it. Well, me and the rocket man, Andrew Cuthbert, are. Now, the principles of success are universal. I teach them and even more importantly, I practice them and I'll be practicing them in this venture world. So up your fucking game rather than sniping at me, folks, okay? So there you have it. The end of the three-parter, which was meant to be a one-parter on the Change Venture Capital Fund. And I hope you've enjoyed the insight and can work out how to apply the principles we're using in our business for you to be able to use them in yours. Or maybe, maybe you have a billion-dollar mindset and a big idea and you want to pitch to us. And if you do... Would absolutely love to hear from you. Why not hit me up on social, LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook or Twitter and let's get the conversation going. Do you think we can achieve our goals or are they too crazy and just a pipe dream? What are you going to do after listening to this episode? Breathe in deep through your nostrils, all the good stuff in your life. Be thankful and then set about creating your own personal legacy. Or are you just going to sit back and continue mailing it in? It's your choice.